0: Welcome back to Red Dads, a podcast where I, Micah Sherman, interview some of the coolest dads I know who have a big heart for their families and an even bigger love for Jesus. Today's episode, I am interviewing a dad of five post-college kids who is also a first responder. Our verse of the episode is brought to you by Romans eight twenty-eight, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Grab your coffee and let's get started. Welcome back to Rad Dads, everyone. This is, again, your host, Micah Sherman. Um, Believe it or not, we are at episode 10. It feels like, to me, these interviews are just flying by. I hope that you guys have enjoyed them as much as I have in this journey of just interviewing lots of rad dads uh, who love their families and have an even bigger love for Jesus. So uh, today I have the privilege of interviewing another dad out in Santa Barbara. I mentioned before that we lived out there for four years, and uh this dad and his family, um, just another another friends that really became family to us um, out in Santa Barbara. So here we go with the interview. Fire chief of Santa Barbara County, Mark Hartwig. Welcome to the show.
1: Well, thanks, Micah. Good to be here.
0: Yeah, thank you again for for uh being willing to be interviewed. Uh so Mark, um, I know you've listened to a couple episodes, so um, what we do on um, each episode is I do a little scouting report. So I may or may, may not have talked to a little bit of your family and gotten some information, uh, to just kind of introduce you to brag about you, um, and to let our listeners, uh, get to know you a little bit. So you ready? Um,
1: I, am almost ready. Yeah.
0: <laughs> ready or not. Here we go. So like I mentioned, uh, Mark Hartwig is, um, the fire chief of Santa Barbara County, Um, you also, uh, were fire chief in San Bernardino County County as well for eight years. I get that right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, a couple other fun facts. You are the youngest of seven kids, Mm -hmm. um, which is pretty incredible. Um, I'll, I'll let you share, um, who your family is in a little bit. Um, and I got to ask your kids too, um, what their favorite parts about you are. Um, so some of their things that they admire about you are your humility, um, that you're calm, understanding, easy temperament, uh, you, uh, your humor, your leadership, um, specifically that you are a servant leader and you lead by example, uh, very observant and sincere. I'll send this a copy to all for, for you for all what your kids hey, yeah, said no later, uh, cause they it. really came through on this, which was pretty, pretty awesome. Um, uh, one of them also mentioned that if you're stuck on an island and you had three things you'd bring, you would say um, your Bible, your wife and mayonnaise. That's right. All the food groups right there. That's um, all you need. Yeah, that's it to survive. Yeah. And, and refrigerator would be nice, but wouldn't yep. be required. You don't need it for mayonnaise, though. No. Yeah, that's that's what's so great about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what's so great Vaseline, about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple other things uh they mention is that well actually that i know about you is that be- uh was it before fire that you studied studied or Ornithology, or all yeah. right which is the study of birds if anybody didn't know um and so i love asking uh actually he ha- currently has a dead bird uh outside that i tested him on and he knew that it was an american goldfinch Yeah. So- So we're out here hanging out with the Hartwigs right now, They're family to us out here and just having a great time. Um, I'll let you share about your family um, right now. And then through the the rest of the podcast, I'm just going to pause and just share a couple of other things that your kids said, because they're, they're too good not to share. So um, your family,
1: my family, I um, met my wife at um, Cal Poly Pomona, and she was studying kinesiology and i um somehow found a way to start giving picking her up and taking her home um acted as if it was just you know a a friendly act to start Mm -hmm. with and um and i uh, fell in love with her in the process and um we dated for a long time and i didn't tell her Tidbit: I didn't tell her I loved her for a long time, and I think part of that was that I never wanted to tell a woman that I loved her unless I was going to marry her. And so, um she, you know, it was a little awkward because she 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 would be telling me she loved me, and yeah, I yeah, yeah. was the old you know. You want
0: to make sure yeah yeah
1: you know I like you a lot, and uh-huh, I didn't throw in the ditto or anything <laughs> and we got married in Wrightwood. She got a job in Wrightwood. I was still looking for a job and um what I wanted to do when I grew up, and so she was supporting us off twenty three thousand dollars a year, living in Wrightwood in a little eight hundred square foot cabin, and um I was doing research, and then also at the same time, I was working as a paid call or volunteer firefighter up in Wrightwood that um, as I was searching for what to do and I, and, and praying, God, I, you, you took me all the way through school and we got through medical school or on my way to medical school that you wouldn't have that for me. And just wondering, you know, what God had going for, for me as my wife was supporting me and, and, um, and I ended up, walking through the front doors of a fire station and immediately just felt like God saying, this is what I have for you. And I really felt home. And of course, so much of what we do is emergency medical care and and it all came together. It it really, at that point, I could see how God had weaved things uh, through my life. We got married wanting a big family. I mean, we, when we, when we got married, we, we, we got married, she was looking for a big family and I was looking for a a big family and she came from
0: a big family looking
1: for each other. Yeah. I guess in a way I was looking for childbearing hips too. (laughs) um, We, we joke about that a little bit, but, but truly, um, you know, having a family really, and kids really completed us. We both felt like, those were visions that we had, that God had mm-hmm. for us, was a big family. And so we thought we might want seven because I'm, I'm from such a large family. I mm-hmm. love being a part of a large family. But but as we started having um, kids, we we started realizing how much work it was. Yeah. And so it kept going down a little bit. Right, and right. I remember that last pregnancy we had um, with the twins, we we said, we'll just stop at four. And then we got a two first. So yeah. my oldest one, Tucker James, um, he's a pilot. My my second son, we lost, um, Dawson, and that's my wife's maiden name. Um, and we, we might get into that a little bit later, but just, um, such a huge part and vital part of our family. We lost when he was, um, just, just, um, just about 20 years old, 19 years old. And, um, and then my my third son is Jeremiah. He's in the fire academy in San Bernardino, and um, and then my twin daughters. One's a missionary or um, serves with YWAM and Kona right now, and the other one just graduated from University of San
0: Diego. Awesome! That's yeah. your family. That's my fam. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I and I could just speak from uh, from experience. Like you guys are you're a family that loves well. And, uh, when we first met you in our, in our small group, we didn't have, um, anybody really over probably, f- uh, 40 in our group. And so when you came, we were like wisdom experience. We put on our best behavior, met you at the front door, talked to you the entire time. And by the grace of God, you stayed in our group and, and have become family to us since. And you guys are just incredibly generous. And my daughter, looks forward every time to coming to see you guys and every single one of you guys from you and your wife to your kids have just been have been family um uh, she call she calls you guys her santa barbara family so yeah we we love you guys a lot um so let's get into the interview um i'll I'll say one quick fact that your uh, family said is that you love and can eat an entire lemon peel included you love sour things that much.
1: That's right. You, you, yeah, you, you don't, the, the, all the vitamins are in the peel.
0: Yeah. Like a, you're yeah. missing, you're missing it when you take exactly. the peel off. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. We're going to get, not going to get deeper into that. So, all right. So we're at first question. We mentioned your fire chief. Um, I love to ask just, you know, as a first responder, fireman, dad, uh, is there any advice you could give to any dads in a similar profession that you wish you had maybe more so like kind of coming into the profession, things that, you know, need to know as, as a dad or just, um, kind of the profession in general as you enter it?
1: Yeah, I do. I, I wish I would have known, I think the emotional toll, uh, I think going into it, I don't, I I, I mean, you know, you're responding to accidents, you know, you're responding to sick people, you know, you're you're, you're up all hours, your your shifts are long, you're at, at work, uh, you know, long, long hours, multiple days. You miss a lot of what happens um, at home, kids' birthdays, performances. You know, Thanksgiving ends up being Fridays and Saturdays a whole lot more than Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas is always Christmas Eve or the day or the two or three days after Christmas. I don't think the kids when they're young really, really figured that out. But I, I don't know that I really knew how much of emotional toll that would take. And quite mm-hmm. frankly, in the fire service specifically, but I, I could say for any first responder of law or or um, or EMT uh, as well, e- even even those critical care workers in hospitals, um, You, in that business, it was always suck it up, buttercup. I mean, it right. was, hey, we don't hire people that you know that that affects and which is which is really weird because it we really that's that's what you want as as a caregiver is you want somebody who would that would that would really impact that 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 would make a, a a deep mark on and so and we've come a long way but i i do think um being told when i was um younger and getting into it that you just like physical care and getting physical checkups and getting and, and um, you know, taking care of your physical body, you need to take care of your mind mm. um, because your your mind um, starts doing things to protect yourself from seeing mm. something else. It, I, that's a normal human reaction to turn away from it right. and to not see it. And yet we're literally in a profession in which you have to see it. You, right. you If you're not, if you don't have your hands in there, if you're not engaged, right. if you're not in the middle of that, the, the patient that you're working on or the the accident scene that you're on or the fire, you really have no chance of, of, of a good outcome. And right. so, but with all that said, we've done a great job. I think the fire service specifically, but I think other first response agencies as well or, or uh, businesses and and um, fields have done a really good job now saying, we're going to provide that care for you. Hmm. And, and we, we're going to get you a, a an annual uh, checkup for your mind
0: sure, and yeah. your
1: and your um, emotional health as, as much huh. as we want to make sure that you're physically fit. So I think if I going into the business and, and I, and, and I have to say, because, because, because this is so much about our families that having that same kind of program for your family is important too. Sure, getting yeah. spouses aside. My son just started the fire Academy and here I am 31 years into my profession and my wife and I are sitting there as parents listening, to a program that that the department put on for spouses and parents of of firefighters that are getting into it, so we knew what to expect. And it's the wow. first time my wife had ever heard wow. what what she should expect. My son, our son, to hear spouses and, and parents, and spouses wow. and parents, and so she and and it's the first time I had heard it. Thirty one yeah. years into it, and I never I I never heard somebody a professional talking about what I should expect in the business, yeah. and so that that's something we failed on all of our first responders, especially when, when I got in the business. But right. I, I can proudly say that today we, as a fire business, fire service, it's much better at saying, Hey, we know this is going to not, yeah. if it's going to affect you this is going to affect you. And we're going to give you some really healthy coping mechanisms mm. to, to deal with that. Cause so many of us had just really, really poor and unhealthy coping mechanisms. Sure. Yeah.
0: So knowing one, it's it's going to be a toll. It's going to be an emotional toll beforehand, and then also knowing that you you got to take care of your mind. It's because <laughs> you're you're going to go through a lot. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Um, moving on to a little bit of different direction. Um, you guys are are. Sort of empty nesters. You are empty nesters, but but the birds keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> the birds keep coming back. But technically, you guys are empty nesters. So what have you most enjoyed about that? And has it been, you know, challenging anyway since the kids have moved out? Um, a little bit of both challenging and what have you enjoyed?
1: Yeah, so challenging. Um, I like to say now that I'm really happy and glad that when um, now that the kids are gone, that my wife and I look at each other and we still really love each other, we find ourselves. I find myself still wildly attracted to her Mm. and wanting to spend time with her and just just enjoying her company. And and we we know that that's not always the case. We know that couples grow apart as they raise kids and they start focusing on different things and not really um, each other. And one thing we we always made a priority as the kids were growing up, and we were raising them, is that we were a family before the kids came along. That yeah. that that mom and dad, that relationship was more mm. important, and we weren't afraid to tell the kids, "Daddy loves mommy more than he loves mm. you." <laughs> yeah, and I think in some ways. Uh, it, that sounds mean. and Mommy loves Daddy more sure. than they love you. But because of that, we love you so much. we right. We can't imagine loving anything more. But it really was letting them see us prioritize our relationship. Sure, yeah. And so I, I do think that help that helps now because we we find ourselves wanting to do things together. We find right. ourselves um wanting to 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 spend time with each other. You know, we're not looking for how we find weekends away when we know we have to spend time away from each other, even for a night or two that it's difficult for us. And, you know, we've been together for for 32, actually together for probably now almost 40 years, but married for 32 years and just still to have that relationship is great. Now, I will say it's it's a huge adjustment having so much commotion Mm -hmm. in the house going from that to um, just silence I mean, a different pace yeah Definitely i mean we'll pace. sit down after dinner and it's like and we look at each other like "Well, now what i mean yeah. you know it, we we'll try we'll find a series that we like to binge or we'll <laughs> you know we have a puzzle always usually out on our our coffee table and and we just it's it's a, it's 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 just an adjustment it's a fun right. adjustment and we love it when the kids come right. back i yeah. mean we really look forward to commotion and and yelling and screaming in the yeah. house because that was um that was something that we enjoyed so right, much yeah i mean not so much the yelling and screaming but yeah but certainly the commotion <laughs> yeah
0: the energy level and i mean that was dinner tonight too having the girls <laughs> just share about old stories and stuff and like oh that's 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 the best that was nostalgic yeah yeah definitely um that's awesome um i was gonna say that's good lit lit, lit is it litness? litmus? litmus yeah. litmus test to see like all right kids move out do we still like each other are we still friends and you guys do so that's you know you guys are on the right track yeah. um but still an adjustment for sure i'm sure sh- i'm sure yeah um another fact all right you can verify this um your kids say that you are a multi multiple time game show contestant and winner yeah is the winner multiple time
1: well, you know, every game show, you know, you get the, you know, the consolation. Right. Runs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So technically, yes. <laughs> yeah. well, I was on Scrabble
1: with Chuck Woolery and I won $3,000. So that's definitely nice. a win, but I didn't get to the a final round. And then okay. a classic concentration with, with Alex Trebek. Um, and that was a, that was a remake of a, long time ago uh so that was concert. before jeopardy
0: yeah wow yeah. i didn't know there was a before yeah. before
1: jeopardy for alex trebek <laughs> and that's i won a car and that's i won tons of furniture jewelry um wow. i that's what i won our honeymoon on too i won three trips Come and on, that Mark. was at the time when i realized hey i've got enough money now of to ask my wife to marry me and um, there you go and i and i proposed and we um took those trips for our honeymoon that's
0: fantastic yeah <laughs> And if you, you know, get in a, if, if you're ever stuck in some way, you probably should do, you know, a game show again, since you have such good luck with it. Yeah. yeah. You have that in your back pocket. That's right.
1: I'll, I will. I've always thought about
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next question. Um, what has, um, what is parenting and fatherhood kind of still with the empty n- nester, um, theme looks like for you with all of your kids out of college now? um how do you how do you feel like you love and support your kids um, when and if you have differing views and perspectives on life as they really enter college and come out of college where do you kind of how, what does that look like father, fathering them parenting them like i said even if they are same track same mind perspective worldview as you but also on the other end of having different perspectives
1: yeah as as you can imagine it you really go from being their their world to being their fan i mean the, way, the best way for me to describe it is you kind of go from being um everything to kind of as they get closer to kind of leaving the nest is you you become kind of a coach and and then you're kind of watching them interact on, on their own with, with people and and life and the world. And then when they leave you, you become their biggest fan. You, you know, you're cheering for them sometimes with them and sometimes just kind of from afar. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you suffer with them too. I mean, you know, life isn't, necessarily what they envisioned it, you know, you know, getting all the classes they need and at school or getting Mm. all the instructors and sometimes just being heartbroken with the way they're being treated by people at school or, or the school itself. And I think we have examples on every school, even schools we really like where they just, the kids didn't feel like they were treated well, so much so you wanted to do what you might've done in high school, which is to hey, I'm going to go down there and talk yeah, to her. Right. And you know, you knew that that mm. wasn't the right thing to do. And so you were, you, you were listening a lot. You were, you were praying a lot. You were crying a lot. You find yourself heartbroken a lot. And then you find yourself celebrating a lot. I mean, they, mm. they, they, they always get through it. Um, you know, sometimes there's a setback involved and sometimes it's painful for them. And so watching them, watching them live life and watching them figure life out, which really happens at this stage, right? It's, that's, it's truly, you're not there to bail them out. You're not right. there to fix it. You're, Even
0: though you want to probably. <laughs> absolutely.
1: And, and you know that you can't, that that's something that they need to work out. And, and, and also offering that, I mean, mm. is this something you want me to help sure. fix? Right. Or is this something you just want just want my advice on or maybe just want me to listen to Hmm. and and you find yourself doing all of those things um not not so much fixing kids um our kids have been and i think most kids i think most people find that their kids are very resilient they're very resourceful and and they don't want to come to mom and dad they 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 know that this is their chance to Right. And, yeah. and their responsibility to figure it out on their own. And so we've we've been fortunate and just as an encouragement to all, all you folks that are raising, you know, I had, had a chance to listen to some of the expectant dads and, and new dads and, um, the, you know, the, the, it those times and they're fun. They're, they really are fun. But but they're pain very much like the times you go through as as a as a newer dad as well is is um, they're fun and they're painful. I mean, it, that's life. Yeah. You, 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 you triumph, you, you celebrate and you, and you cry, um, when, when you see your kids going through things that are tough. So I do, it is, it's a, it's, um, and, and we're still trying to figure that out because our kids are pretty much, you know, new into the, uh, into that, um, our, our right, girls yes. are still very young and, um, our twins. And so, and our oldest one is becoming, you know, a. a, a a man and a, and a more grown man in front of our eyes. Mm. And, um, yeah, but it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun and it's been challenging, but I I think the best way to say it is you, you really become your kid's biggest fan, right? Yeah. You, you know, like, 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 like when you root for anybody, you know, you, you root through them through the, through the tough times
0: and you root through them through the wins and the losses. And Mm. that's what we find
1: ourselves doing.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) And it's probably in some ways just as, just as challenging, but also just as fun, but it just looks different. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So just kind of that you're their biggest fan, but also you mentioned being being available and, and asking. I love you mentioned that asking, like, hey, like, I'm here. Do you need me? Because <laughs> if you do, like, I, I'll, I'll help out. But, that, you know, being able to ask and offer that to know that that you're there even if you don't do anything I think is a huge encouragement um, for them as they start adulthood yeah so yeah cool good way to put it um going back to one of the facts you are a very big Bigfoot believer is this true that's right
1: well I mean one I
0: think said that you might have seen Bigfoot that's right
1: yeah, I, I didn't get a great look at him. I mean, I, it, um, or her.
0: Well, right, them,
1: right? Yeah, know what they identified. That was in. very, <laughs> that was very sensitive of you, Mark. Now, my wife, it's funny. Um, what I, I I casually said that one of the first times I said <laughs> that, you know, my wife loves to bring that up with, Hey, Mark, tell them the time you saw Bigfoot. And I said something like, Well, I didn't get a great look at him. And she mutters under her breath, Well, they never do. So um, that's been kind of a they never do has been kind of a a little catchphrase in our family because well you know they they never do. Listen, I came face to face, or side to side, like again, not a great view with something that was about eight feet tall. It was hairy, and it ran really fast, and so on two legs. And so I don't. I mean, again, maybe it wasn't Bigfoot, but what else could it be? Thank you thank you, thank you what else uh, can see, it be? you just came
0: to the conclusion i just pe- yeah. i just throw the you, facts out you're right yeah you're like my fan my dad <laughs> fan on the side you didn't really you didn't tell me what to think but mm-hmm. you are cheering but for me just, now. <laughs> where was this that you spotted bigfoot it was in
1: uh the Wrightwood area i okay. mean you know the a very back part of the angeles national forest i know most people say well it can't be it a... well i don't know he wandered in there she yeah. they him yeah. Her, they wandered in. Uh-huh. Um, at some, some, some way, and again, you, you, you came to the same eight feet, running fast on two legs. Yeah,
0: pretty much Bigfoot. Do, we, do my... we, we don't need to say anything else. No, no. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um. So you mentioned. Um you mentioned in the beginning, um, that, um, one of your sons, Dawson, your second.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, he passed away around about six years ago. And, uh, I know from, from getting to know you guys and hearing a little bit of his story that he was somebody that loved people. Well, um, obviously love like Dawson, you can mention that or talk about that if you'd like. Um, but, for those listening, um, I'm sure that there could be somebody listening who has lost somebody, um, and, and maybe even um, a child. Um, so, just wondering if you'd be willing to share kind of your process and your family's process with you know grieving Dawson. And um, I was as I was talking to my wife about I'm um, um, Dawson, and and you guys and your family. I think that you can you've seen families who have gone through grief and it has just caused their family to, 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 to just, you know, fall into a lot of bitterness, a lot of hurt and, and become distant from each other. But I feel like just from a outsider's perspective, I think that his life and how you guys have walked through this season, it's brought you a lot closer. So maybe you can kind of speak and share a little bit into. Awesome
1: yeah. Story. Yeah. What, um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned, you know, grief, grief is something that we will live with and try to and cope with for the rest of our lives. And grief is, um, she's, as I refer to grief, maybe, you know, as a her, but, you know, she, she whispers sometimes and sometimes she stomps on your foot. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you, you find yourself at really strange times, just, um, reacting, um, strongly um, but almost always reacting in some way to memories of somebody you lost and with dawson especially Mm -hmm. um dawson our second son a kid that just had such a heart for others he was a kid who would say well what about them dad hey dad mm. look at that person or look at him or her she's out on her own or i'd turn around and i couldn't find him i look over and he'd have his arm around some other kid who happened to be like separated from everybody else and mm-hmm. and kind of looking like hey you know what you know yes he needs somebody or she needs somebody mm-hmm. and so just such a huge heart and um quiet um, um sweet, and when we when we lost him, you know, I'm in I'm in the business of responding to horrific situations, often accidents or situations in which kids die. I mean, unfortunately, that's just the part of the business uh, part part of what I did for a living. And I remember thinking, man, I wonder what they could have done or did wrong in order mm. for that to happen knowing full well that it was an accident and they couldn't have done anything but really not letting myself go to the point Mm -hmm. if i ever if i ever let myself go to the point that it could happen to anybody then it could happen to me sure and um i re I, i would run into people who'd lost a child and and i and i remember the only thing i could say was i just can't imagine that i'm sorry and i just can't imagine and really it was it's been like that you you can't imagine um you think of how much you love your kids and how you would die you you would give your life for any one of them and then for and then to lose them it's the the pain is unimaginable and yet we all came together we 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 loved him, and, and we love him now. We love him. We love each other more um, mm-hmm. as a family because we we know firsthand that the time that I have this evening or tomorrow right, with right. the girls, I I might not have again. And so I think, in some ways, we you know we we really um, we have the opportunity to appreciate each other more because we we know what it's like to have had and loved Dawson and then, and then to have lost him and realizing as we look at each other, um, how precious the time we have with each other is. And so you, you find yourself not making big of the small things. And you Mm. really appreciate some of even some of the silly stuff, just, I think a little bit more. And of course we, sometimes we, we're thinking about Dawson when without even mentioning him like we, we mm-hmm. like we just got together for my son's wedding or for our first family wedding and we could just there was a palpable loss and and mm. um, absence of Dawson and we could just we could look at each other and it was hard to not even just to not cry when we looked at each other because it was like this is perfect but we're missing Dawson right and yeah. so we're we started a. um a nonprofit called love like Dawson, where we were just trying to spread, um, that love we're and and, um, yeah, love like has uh, got his memorial service. He was loved by many. Um, we're, we're still trying to figure out maybe in some ways how we can uh, make that a more powerful, but mm. we're praying about it. And we, we know that when we come up with what, what that's supposed yeah. to, if it's anything, then, Then we'll use that but um yeah that's been it's been tough you know for for parents out there though especially as we talk about dads you you can never know what next year holds and so when you talk especially in your show micah you talk so much about the moment and being in the moment and it's funny tonight as i just watched you with logan and and paxton you know all I could think of was just enjoy the adventure every Mm. night. Sometimes just seems like an adventure, right? And, and you're so focused sometimes on getting through the adventure and you know what, there are nights you absolutely have to get through the adventure, but every once in a while on those nightly adventures, just stop and relish the adventure because we, we look back (laughs) now and say, man, we, we would love those adventures again. And we don't, we, we, we don't have any sorrow or, um, totally, it, it, you know, re, any kind of, um, regret, regrets at all for, for that. Um, well, I mean, you know, but we, we don't, we don't let ourselves do that, but, but, uh, but, but it is an adventure. And so we, um, that's been a lot of fun. And so, yeah, the loss of Dawson, God promises that he works all things out to good for those that love him. And are call the coordinator purpose. And, and you don't even know what that means. We know a lot about how, what that means now. We we know that mm. he uses Dawson's life. We know that the impact he had on people. We know that, that at a memorial, they had over three thousand people at the memorial. Wow. So many of his friends who we still hear from that say Dawson had such an impact on me. And um, so, yeah, is it is it is it living to the to the age of eighty and have and impacting two or three lives, or is it living? to the age of 19 and and you know having such a profound impact on so many more lives it's um anyway yeah thanks for asking about that it's something that we We'll live with the rest of our lives, and I don't think we ever envision going through this. But um, we'll see him again someday, and we know there's no time in heaven. In eternity, there is no second, there is no year, there is no. Yeah. And so he'll turn around up there, and he'll, uh, you know, we'll be hanging all over him, and he'll be like, "Hey, Dad, what, you know, what's going on?" Um, you know.
0: And, and, right not uh, a big deal <laughs> yeah hey i just turned around
1: and i looked the other way and i came mm. back and you're and you you're, you're a blubbering uh a fool right now and uh so we do look um death itself has much mm. less anxiety associated and um wow yeah and because of that we know that we'll we'll see him again in in a real place called heaven and we, we're just excited to see him someday and, yeah. and of course all of the other loved ones and Jesus, too, but you know,
0: right? Yeah, <laughs> don't forget, don't forget the big man upstairs. Yeah, but definitely, definitely <laughs> Dawson as well. Um, yeah, no, I just hearing stories about him and how much you guys love, love and loved him. I can't wait to meet him. because um, I think it ha- also happened really quickly before we met you, mm-hmm. too. So it seems like, whoa, this was like his, you know. It feels like he's still here. Yeah, you know, even as a somebody who just met you. Yeah. So, love like Dawson. Where, just out of curiosity, um, where has that money gone? Um, where have you guys chosen to put that money in the past?
1: Yeah, we. Well, we. Dawson was slated to go on a missions trip to Thailand and um, going to uh, through Water of Life and, and just just really joining a team. And so we, um, sent, um, money for them to build an, an orphanage. And that was what they were raising money for at the Mm, time. And of course, so we, we, we believe in, and we're told that they could almost build a full wing based on the amount of money we gave them, which, you know, would build, you know, half a room here in the United States, but in Thailand goes so much further, the U S dollar. And then, um, my son went to Haiti. And we were able to give money, so it was just mission trips. My kids yeah. um, serving has always been something that we, um, once we got them, once we got them exposed to, they've really found, as we all really do, that that serving um, really fills a need that we all have, hmm. and so they've all really um, been um, excited to serve, and and they've they've all gone on mission trips of some sort, and so we've been able to use that money to to make a difference in some of the countries that they're that they've been serving in so that's cool. been neat that's
0: awesome all right um next one so mark if you could go back and give your younger parenting self any advice what would you say
1: i think i would say it's all it's going to be okay Mm. it's um don't sweat the small stuff and don't be so hard on yourself uh we as parents we fail um actually I fail more than my wife fails but uh, um as as dads especially we can be so hard on ourselves mm. and if I could encourage it's it you know you mentioned the small group earlier Micah I found myself as we would share parenting experiences as we often did in small group and many young parents, I found myself just saying, You're doing great. I mean, mm. I I felt compelled to almost, I think, sometimes stop you guys and say, and that's okay. Huh. You're doing well. Yeah. Um and 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 it was it's it's important for you to know, especially you younger dads, um, and if I could go back and say to my right. my younger self anything, it would be you're doing okay, yeah, you didn't do it perfectly yeah. and that's all right. You, you're you 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 you, know, you 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 love your kids, you're doing your very, very best yeah. um, you know seek seek advice and wisdom as you can. you you talked about it and and then pray um we w- in our family, we always pray for for wisdom. Um, the wisdom of Solomon is the way we used to pray. It is when they were kids, it was prepare the, the child, that young man or woman that they have, that you have for them someday and give them wisdom, the wisdom of Solomon. And, 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 uh, and as dads, right. We, we were human and, and we'll never live up to kind of this lofty goal we have for right, ourselves. Yeah. Um, or even society, maybe even house on us. And I would just say you're doing great right, and, yeah. and stick with it. Um, uh, and, um, and don't be so hard on yourself because we just, mm. it'll never be perfect, especially yeah. with kids raising kids.
0: Yeah. That's good advice to just know that do your best because you are that kid's mom and dad and nobody else is. And we all need to be going back again, full circle being that fan, like, a fan of yourself like and give yourself grace yeah cool um okay last last uh kid story um it was a fun one so one of your daughters mentioned that if mom uh ever went on a trip or to a conference or something where she would be gone at night my dad would make us dinner he always made his specialty mac and worms yes where he would slice hot dogs down the middle and boil them so they curled up and looked like worms, then stirred them up into craft mac and cheese. It was the best. <laughs> yeah. Where did about, you learn, learn oh, that? Oh,
1: my goodness. I don't even know. We turned them into octopus. So what we realized is that I think it worked the first time they thought it was a worm. And then, of course, it was just a lot of fun. But then we turned them into octopus. So if you slice <laughs> a hot dog all the way up to the nub, and you do the same thing, they curl up and right. they look like spiders. Was or that octopus. by accident
0: that you discovered? Yeah, these? I don't
1: know. That could have been accident. Yeah, yeah I can read. Yeah, maybe I did. But anyway, such a low budget, but so much fun. It whenever mom was gone, yeah, to a conference pretty, or yeah. a retreat or something. Dad, it, can we do
0: back and worms? Oh, there were no and ru- octopus
1: <laughs> No rules, food, especially no food rules, especially.
0: Yeah, there you go. I love it. Um, cool last question uh, kind of similar to what i just asked but um could you give kind of maybe two or three tips of of to to any dads um of kind of the biggest things you felt like you clung to you and your wife clung to um for whether that was things that helped community you name it um that really kind of helped you and supported you as as parents
1: yeah two things come to mind immediately um micah um and one is um and i mentioned it um before it's um it's service and it's exposing your kids to to serve and to serve Mm. others and um really that's a great way not just to get them um involved in, in somebody else and something bigger or better than themselves yeah. but it's also a great way to kind of to, to kind of get them out of what the world says is mm. important um, yeah. and i i believe god kind of created us with that um kind of that service shaped hole if you will that really isn't even you find yourself when you serve it's not even so much that you that that you're giving as it is that what you're you're receiving so um that was neat and then there was something else that came to mind immediately i would say is just connecting with other parents um church is great right we 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 went through growing kids and, you know, or baby wise, the, the the non uh, spiritual side uh, to that. And it was just sharing those experiences. And when you think, and and, um, that's, that's what it was. I wanted to say that the things that we, I mean, we found ourselves crying ourselves to sleep with kids that were it, it was like crying out to God and saying, God, how how could our kid be that obstinate, that stubborn? <laughs> how could our kid be that disobedient? How could our kid do? And and I remember God as we prayed for that. And literally we we were like, hold. I remember times holding my wife's hand, <laughs> squeezing it yeah. and praying and, and crying and saying and God almost audibly telling me. Mark, I will use the traits that you struggle with right now in their life to bring people to know me when they get older mm. in a way that I can't use anybody else. And and I remember saying that with such confidence and then just like, well, I hope, I, I gotta hope you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now seeing some of the character traits right. that our kids have and that's them when they were kids. And it's some of the things that you were like, oh God, why, how, how did we get a kid like that? And yet now you're like, oh God, that's why we have a kid like that, right? Yeah. And um, so that that's neat. And so I just that's encouragement to all you parents totally. out there that just that just wonder how strong-willed your kid could be, and how does that turn out? Well,
0: it turns out well.
1: Yeah. Right? And I'm hearing it from that.
0: the other end of the of the parenting cycle. Yeah, that's yes. good to hear.
1: <laughs> and then connect yourselves with other believers that are going through good, strong Christian. Uh, books, you know, good, 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 solid biblical examples of how to raise families, and then share failings and successes with each other. Sometimes we're sharing about kids smearing poop on walls. And, um, <laughs> always a good poop story. As a as it a brings dad. people together that's right it's it the thing that getting. brings us together <laughs> and other times it was successes like you know they actually peed in the toilet and not next to the toilet right room. right so.
0: yeah No, you gotta have those relatable experiences um as you're talking about I, I i have to mention a, a holly hartwig um, gem of advice that she told us and, and holly watched our our daughter for um, a whole year i think a little bit longer than a year it was such a gift to us but one of the things she mentioned to us too was that in your prayers, you would often pray, Lord, like we are doing our best, but would you fill in the gaps? And that just like rings so true to me and my wife, Cosmo. And so that's something that we pray too. of like, God, we're not perfect and we're trying our best, but Lord, would you just fill in all of the gaps that we're missing and knowing that God is so faithful to do so?
1: Yeah, and a reminder for you dads out there that you, you you're not moms, and you and you Amen. have wives that are great moms. They're nurturers, right. they're mothers, they're lovers, and so um, yeah, you, you don't try to be a mom. You got you got great moms out totally, there as, yeah. as your wives, and um, like like most of us, we married up, and and they they they're the mothers, and um, a
0: lot of times just
1: stand out of the mom's way.
0: That's right. Rad dads and bomb moms. <laughs> um, Mark, would you mind praying us out um, and um, praying, you know, for those force responder dads, um, those dads too, or maybe have experienced some grief and uh, um, and just uh, any dads in general?
1: Yeah, I will. I'd love to do that. God, um, just... Thank you for the the ministry uh, Micah has. This this passion that he has to just connect with dads in, in in on any level in whatever way he can. I pray that you continue to bless him and and his work with Rad Dads, and continue to just encourage us as we listen and uh, to other dads going through some things. I, I pray against the enemy God um, that that wants us to believe that we're something less than we should be as dads. God, especially in today's society when masculinity and fatherhood isn't necessarily really something to be celebrated and God, mm. you you made us to be fathers of our families, you made us to be husbands um to to our wives and um i just pray that you'd bless each and every dad listening here now i i, I ask for a special measure of um comfort and love to those that have lost a, a loved ones god and that somehow as as much as we we can't even figure out how you'll do it god turn that loss and that pain into something that will glorify you, that will bring others to know you. And when we know you will, because you promised that God in, in Romans 8, 28. So thank you um, for what you're doing through Micah. Thank you for um, fathers and dads and pray that you would continue to give them wisdom, the wisdom of Solomon, God, as we um, seek to do the right thing, be the dads of our homes and the and the and the wives, the husbands to our wives. We pray this all, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: My name isn't Ben. That was episode 10. Thank you to all our listeners out there. Hope you are enjoying these interviews as much as I am. If you like this episode, please share it with a dad you know that you feel could use some encouragement. We are now both on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you follow us on Spotify, hit that notification bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you follow us on Apple Podcasts and you like the episode, leave a five-star review and follow our show as we continue this journey of fatherhood. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you guys in June in a couple weeks in the coming episode of Rad Dads.